Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Hey, what's going Let's on, go. Coach Luca? Back here with the Vigor Life Podcast, the first one in 2019. Uh, so I'm not going to do like any New Year's resolution stuff or anything like that, but I I am going to bring up something that I think is a, a I believe is a is a huge bottleneck actually including for me like for many many years um you know i've i've always been a hashtag hustler but <laughs> being able to focus on uh you know a more zoned in approach to like what are the most important things uh so you know books from essentialism to the one thing to you know 80 20 by perry belcher I'll, I'll touch on actually a bunch of these i would say uh success principles here but it's like really really zoning in and cutting out all the fluff and doing what's most important, both in business and in life. And this has become, you know, this is one of those things that you keep working on, right? So you practice it and you build that skill set because it's not like, oh, I figured it out. I read this book and all of a sudden, like now I only do the most important thing, right? It takes work to keep cutting out the unnecessary. And, and a lot of times like cutting out the unnecessary leaves you time to uh, do more of what matters. And so you got to get clear on what matters, right? And then right now, this is, a, this is a time where a lot of people, uh, I would say towards the end of the year, beginning of the year becomes like the, um, you know, let's reflect back. What do I want to change this year? Um, what goals do I want to achieve? And, uh, and of course, like I'm, I'm, you know, I own gyms and I'm in fitness and that's like a massive goal um, for a majority, I would say, of, of, of people in the world, not just in the U.S., but most people end up falling off, right? And and I, I would say that part of it is because of what I'm going to talk about today. And so I'm going to cover about 20 plus ideas around how to be more, uh, I don't say the word productive, but just get shit done. Like the things that you truly really, you know, want in life. And any of these, like the, the reason why I wanted to do this today too is because you know, you may just resonate with one a ton, as I mentioned it. Okay, great. And like, as always, I'm going to try to do some application drills and some questions so that you got to answer yourself and, um, man, do them, right? Do them. I, I just did a, a, a podcast with Mike Robertson on, on, on his podcast and I finished off, you know, really just saying like, look, um, this might've sounded all great. Like the only thing that matters is that you take something from what you've learned, right? So this is consumption, right? When you read a book, it's consumption. When you listen to podcasts, it's consumption. When you watch a course video, it's consumption. And that's all great because th- that's knowledge. It's learning. But to, you know, I always say like, man, you gotta, you gotta be careful to not f- just consume and not create. Um, I think there's a point in time where you want to try to create as much as you consume, if not more, but the, the kicker is that the information that you get, so this is information, that you turn it into integration. And when you integrate, that turns into transformation. So like that's, you know, information goes to integration, goes to transformation. And most of the time it stays at information, right? And I'd rather you listen like 10 minutes of the podcast, something hits you, pause it, stop, go do that work. You know, like I always say, you know, it's, it's kind of like reading. I, I mentioned before that I read in the morning, and my morning reading is always just to get to a revelation. It's not to, it's not necessarily to read 50 pages or 40 pages or whatever else it may be. It's once I get to the aha moment, I stop, I write out what my revelation was and what actionable step I can take from that revelation, right? Many a times I'll share it. So when you guys see me put some IG posts up, a lot of times that was like an aha moment for me from something that I read. I post it up and then it's like, okay, how can I implement this into my day, into my life um, and, you know, move forward towards what I want to achieve. So that's very, very important. And I I, I would have you consider that, like I said, that you do that because it's much better to listen to 15 minutes of a podcast and actually take action from it than listen to an hour of it and go like, man, that was great info. You know, go on about your day. Don't change anything then it doesn't really matter. So with that said, big idea number one, the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. Um, a lot of stuff like starts and ends with that, which, you know, Pareto principle, and like you guys pro- probably heard of this, is that, you know, 80% of the desired results come from 20% of the causes or the effort, right? So, you know, I, I want to talk about taking this law to the extreme. And uh, if you guys have read Perry Belcher's book, 80-20, uh, it, it's kind of like, Okay, what's the 20% of the stuff that you're doing that's getting you 80% of the results? 
you know, that goes for training, that goes for business, that goes for, you know, home life, relationships, recovery, you name it, which realm it's in, that's, that's, you're going to have that 80, 20. The, the, the thing is that most of the time people don't even stop to figure out what that 80, 20 is, right? But taking it to the extreme means that once you got the 80, 20, then you do another 80, 20 of the 80, 20, right? So that basically becomes, uh, I'm, you know, my, my math right now is not being phenomenal, but think about it this way, right? Like you, you end up keep, you continuously dissect it that once you got the 80, 20, you go like, okay, now this 20% that I got, what's the 20% of that, right? And you kind, you kind of come down to like the most important things and, and, and you go like, hey, look, if I could only do a couple of things, what would those things be that give me the vast majority of the results and then invest more time, energy, focus and practice into those, right? So, um, but let's, you know, let's go with, what is your primary purpose? And, I, you know, we look at bigger companies, stuff like, you know, Starbucks has coffee, Google has search, you know, what about you, right? What's your primary purpose in, and you could dissect this, you know, I, and what's your primary pur- purpose in life is a big question. Usually not one that you can answer like right away, but, um, you know, what's your primary purpose in business? Like, what are you here to do? Like for me, I understand, like, I want to be like, my, my purpose is to become the greatest coach and I will say gym owner and teach others around the world how to do it best on both sides like that's what that's what i realized like and i want to affect you know hundreds of thousands of coaches and with that millions of people and yeah those are big numbers but i I like i do believe that like that's my zoned in focus um and it took me a while to even get that clarity you know because people will say well you do a lot of stuff and you own real estate and you're trying to buy more real estate absolutely but like those are the side effects of this main purpose that i have Right. I believe we are in the best industry in the world, the one that can change and help people more than any other industry, not to knock on other industries. And, I, you know, to me, I'm, I look at Vigor Ground as the lab, the lab to work on how to help clients get better results, help them change for good, sustainably, how to build better cultures and communities and connections, like what people seek out, tribes, and how to improve customer service, how to do better marketing through what we're doing and go deep, right? Because remember, I talk about you can go wide or you can go deep. Well, it's to go deep into that and become the best at it on the planet and then teach other fit pros. Uh, and I would say just anybody in the health and fitness industry that can affect people like that, how to do that, right? That's my purpose. So, uh, you know, and, and you can start this with, hey, I've been put on this planet to become or to do. I like become because becoming means it's different. Becoming means it's who you are. Doing is like you could do something for a little bit and then stop, right? So I've been put on this planet to become. What comes to you? What comes to your mind, right? And um, I'll give you a pause there a little bit. Remember like, hey, dude, when I go through this, you know, I can't, it, sometimes I do a workshop style. I can't do it with you, but it, you know, you can do it two ways, which is stop, actually write this stuff out or, you know, write these things out and, you know, block out an hour to die tomorrow, whatever it is, to work on these things. But the reason I have like questions and applications uh, to life is so that you act, so we can actually integrate this, right? Remember we said information, integration, transformation. So the big idea number two here is the dominoes in your life. Um, so if you guys ever play dominoes, I used to be a kid, I used to always do the the crazy domino paths and I knock one down so all of those would go and I'll always be fun. But an, a domino can knock down a second domino that's 50% larger than itself. And if you use this principle, you can start small and quickly move into the realm of extraordinary. Really what it comes down to is like how do you, um, you know, build, like it's momentum, right? Momentum is hard to be stopped. Like a, 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 I would say an object in motion is, is difficult to stop, but object that's standing still takes a lot of energy to move. And that's why it's the hardest to start. Um, I would say that in the messy middle, which we'll talk about the messy middle a little bit too. In the messy middle also gets, um, I would say you need a lot of, not necessarily willpower, but cre- creating environments uh, to help you succeed, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But when you get momentum, a lot of good things can start happening. So let me ask you this, because like building on successes, right? What is something extraordinary that you've done in your life? And, you know, don't cut yourself short. And, you know, I, I have friends that are like, hey, I was the first person in their family that, you know, graduated, graduated with a bachelor's degree. Um, you know, my first person that, you know, say made it out the hood. Like I got a lot of friends that, uh, 
did that. And it's like, hey, for some people I know, it was like I was the first person to, you know, to go to junior college. Right. But hey, don't cut yourself short. What's something extraordinary have you already done in your life? Um, you know, for me, when I write it down, it's, you know, everything from making it to the pros, making it to the NBA Summer Pro League, uh, where like nobody in their right mind would think I'd ever do that. Um, you know, being able to, hey, like, be, you know, for as deep as I was making it out of crime uh, to to go from crime to to go into industry where it's all about helping others you know, achieve success, man, like I'm really, really proud of that. You know, for a long time I, I wasn't, but I'm really proud of that. So ask yourself and then building like, you know, I'm proud because of Vigor Ground and building Vigor Ground with people that I love and not necessarily like, you know, people go like, oh, the building and stuff. No, nah, nah, it's the whole like idea, right? It's the idea of what it represents more so than the assets or the physical attributions or whatever it may be. Um, so, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper here. And like, where did you start? Right. Um, and where did you start? Like, Hey, and maybe it's, uh, you know, you had to, you know, you working your way through college, uh, or working full time and taking night classes. Maybe it was, man, I, I remember when I was <laughs> like playing pro, uh, running my brother's translation company when, you know, he was on the road and traveling and then doing like, um, I was doing quality checks on um, like these uh, design within reach tables that were being built in Slovenia in a, in a furniture factory. I mean, I've done it all. I worked in warehouses and, you know, I paid a way through a lot of stuff and learning, you know, good ways and bad ways. Um, but it's like, I look at that. So it's important. Like, where did you start? Right. And like, where are you now? And then ask yourself, do you think you can do something even bigger this time? And once again, the more of the, your successes that you list, what does it do? It gives you a feeling of accomplishment. Like, do you believe you can do something bigger this time? I mean, I, I believe you can. I believe everybody can do bigger things. Not to knock on you or anything else, but, you know, like one of my favorite quotes is on my, you know, Facebook or whatever. is, is like, you, you can't choose your potential, but you can choose to fulfill it. And I think that our whole lives, we, we're on this journey of fulfilling our potential, and that's part of the... I would say joy that we have, even this hard, the hard shit, right? The struggles, the obstacles, the bottlenecks, all of that. It's part of this journey and that we enjoy. So I, I want you to write down a sentence. I know that I'm capable of and then dot, 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 and then let it rip, right? But at first I want you to, you know, see where you come from and what are some extraordinary things that you've done in your life and don't hold back and then finish off with like, I, I know that I'm capable of and write that stuff out. notice the pause right every time like if i can if i can throw in like little stuff that helps with how to present how to do this that and the other in a podcast i certainly will and i know sometimes i i just leave it there and don't shine a light on it um but you know i, I love educating on the science of coaching presenting tonality frequency all these different things when it comes to you know to speaking but big idea number three success list versus to-do list and you know to uh, for i don't know how long like everybody thinks about to-do lists right but to-do lists are overrated and and they become uh put it this way sometimes to-do lists can just create overwhelm or create a feeling of uh not being successful so and and it, and it often like they can cause us to major in the minor things and i still do that sometimes actually I become way better at it but like my to-do list would be like 30 things 25 things and right and and sometimes you're writing out stuff that are like that isn't that important so instead learn to write success lists so let's let's apply this to life let's apply this to business let's let's do a little drill right what's on your plate tomorrow so write a i don't know 6 to 10 you know item to-do list Let's make let's make it ten. Let me get a round number. So let's make it a ten. Write out the ten things that you got to do. Okay. Now, what's on your plate tomorrow? Right. Very very simple. Think about it. Like you know, work stuff, uh, important stuff for for life at home, family. Now, circle the two most important tasks. Maybe three. I'm not letting you do more than three. Right. Three most important tasks at most. Okay. That's your success list. Right. Because when you have to battle it out, I was talking about this with Nate. He was like, how do you, how do you do this? And it's like, imagine, you know, I, I used to play Mortal Kombat a lot. Imagine it's Mortal Kombat and like one to-do goes against another to-do, 
right? Which one wins? All right, cool. That one stays, you know? Then you take another two and it's like they battle it out. And at the end, like, man, when, when everybody battles it out, there's three most at most left. Cool. That's your success list because if you do that, you'll be moving forward, right? You'll be moving forward. And here's the thing, like the, somebody like, I might even have to answer this question. We're like, man, Luca, don't you have more than three things to do? Yeah, I have 300 things to do. But, but the thing is, some of them are pretty automatic, um, pattern, habitual, whatever. If I can focus on the three most important that move my life, my business forward, my team forward, right? And, and I do that five days a week. I mean, usually I'm, I'm working more than that, but let's say five, six days a week, that's 18 things on a success list that moves me forward. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? Versus having, you know, hundreds of things to do, which you're going to eventually, like you're going to do them, right? Like, but they don't matter the most. So let's move from to-do list to success list, right? Just that frame of mind when you're doing stuff or like, hey, you know what? Like write out your 10 and then circle, you know, the three that are the most important with big letters. And then what we're, one of the big ideas that we'll get to I'll touch on what to do with those, all right? But next big idea, number four, is learn to say no. Uh, I raise my hand that I have not been great at this in my life and have uh, done a lot of practice. And like, man, even this week, I've said more no's than I would usually say. Now, one of the things I was, I was uh, doing a drill with uh, our, our business coaching group, with my, my mentorship group, and I was like, what do you have to say no to more often? Um, and... You know, it's a tough one. I said, hey, like I, I say no to more podcasts. I got to say no to more meetings. Now, that's it's a toughie, right? Because a big part of building relationships for me has been meetings and, and, and meeting up and helping people out. Uh, and also, like, you know, I've, I've done a ton of, like, podcasts or guest stuff for people. And I kind of feel obligated because I know, like, when, when I was starting off, I always, you know, wish that somebody, you know, somebody would give, give me an opportunity and sometimes a lot of, you know, I got a lot of no's. Uh, so I try to help out more people. But the, the kicker is that, you know, uh, many a times when I say yes to that, I say no to something else. And if I said yes to that most important thing, I actually down the line would end up helping more people anyway. So, um, you know, learn to say no. Because once, once you figure out those important things, you know, and whether it's from, uh, you know, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, or if it's essentialism or... Um, what matters most, right? Like the most important things, once you have that, you have to, you have to say no to a lot of other potential things. And that's why it's so important to know your path and your target and like specifically what you want to achieve. Um, because it's easier to say no to stuff, right? So you can't let the vital few fall victim to the meaningless plenty. I'm going to say that again. You can't let the vital few fall victim to the meaningless plenty. It's a powerful sentence you might want to write down somewhere. Uh, and, and, and once again, you know, when I share these stuff with you, hey, like I'm, I'm learning, coaching myself. I have people in my life that keep me accountable, groups, coaches, mentors, um, to, so that I can continue to improve on this, right? But successful people know how to do this and, and do it effectively, right? So let's try this. Once again, let's go to some homework, workshop, application to life. So what, what's something that you already did today that you could have done later or not at all? Hmm. That's deep. Let's work on it. What's something that you already did today that you could have done later or not at all? Write that out. And then what's a more important task that you still haven't done yet? Right? So what's a more important task that you could have done that would have moved your life forward, but you haven't done yet? So put that to work. Which leads us to big idea number five, the lie of multitasking. <sighs> you know, I take a big breath here because, man, it's, it's like I'm still so guilty of this. Um, but once again, like we have this continuum. I always like, you know, ex try to explain things to people from anything that we're doing, right? Uh, the continuum of progress. Okay, success. We, I've shared this before. Success comes from succession, which means the next step, progress, moving forward, right? It doesn't mean optimal or the best or everything. It just means the next step. It just means moving forward. So when it comes to like multitasking, like the way I look at it is like, you know, uh, here is 
multi, trying to multitask everything in here is being crazy clear with the one thing, right? And I used to be like down here somewhere and now I'm like here, right? So I'm improving and I, I'm, I'm happy about my improvement, uh, but I certainly know I have a long way to go to be even more effective. So, um, you know, we, we put it this way. First, we got to like erase just a few misconceptions from your brain about succeeding when it comes to work and in and, and business, right? And understand that multitasking is not a skill. I thought it was, you know, like, man, I'm really good at multitasking. Sometimes I'll still say that shit, but, uh, you know, study after study shows that it just decreases productivity because like if I, you know, it's so crazy that where I really had that aha moment is like when I'm on the road, I can't work as much, um, you know, usually cause I'm moving from place to place or I'm on a flight or, you know, I'm on a seminar, I'm speaking, I'm doing whatever. And I'm like, shit, I got an hour and 15 minutes. I got to get this email out to the list. I got to send this to my assistant. I got to get this ad up. So I got to email this person. And it's just like, go, right? So I do one thing, done. I do the next thing, done. Do the third thing, done. Hour 15, like, oh shit, how's hella productive? Boom, I got to go, right? And so I realized that like doing that one, like just the one thing, like that was the only thing I was focused on and I'd smash it and I'd just be way more effective with it. Right, so even though I had multiple things to do in that day or in that time frame, like I zoned in on one thing, right? So the question becomes, I mean, I know what the answer is for me, at least for, uh, for a number of things, but like, you know, what's something that often distracts you while you should be focused? Email, Facebook, texting, social media, IG. Uh, it, you know, f- for me, just the phone in general, right? Just the phone. And the other thing that it is for me is the environment. Like anytime I put myself in a place where I'm going to be doing work and people can disturb me is not a good thing because I'm a people person. Uh, you know, I love communicating. I love solving people's problems. Uh, you know, there's, there's some subconscious things to work on there. I get it. Uh, but, but I know that. So like, you know, I've, I've started putting myself in different environments and positions so that that doesn't happen. Um, so whatever it is for you, right? So what's something that you often distracts you while you should be focused? And whatever that is, write it down, write it down. And then brainstorm three ideas to eliminate these productivity-destroying habits, right? So every time I get the urge to, you know, and then write out three things, right? Every time I get the urge to, I'm going to do, you know, blank. Why, 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 why am I saying this? Because you have to outline it, right? You have to make it real. Like you have to put it down on paper. You have to, you have to go and create a plan, right? And you have to create a plan B. What I mean by plan B is this, right? Every time this shit happens, I'm going to be prepared and do this, right? Every time in the morning when I get up and have a meeting with, you know, with Andres and, and go over the current leads and where we're at, this, that, and the other, and then do an hour of check-in, like I'm going to turn my phone off, right? Or anytime I'm going to work on my systems, I'm going to turn my phone off completely. And I'm going to be at the new coffee shop down on third, right? Because then that way, Hey, I'm like, I got my AirPods in. I'm listening to some chill music and doing work. It can't be disrupted, right? So like write that out, like create that, okay? This leads me to number six is nothing is equal, right? Another lie we tell ourselves that everything is equal, but this is far from the truth. In fact, when it comes to productivity, nothing is equal, right? There's always a scale, always. It's just the fact is that like, because we don't stop and assess and acknowledge it, um, we end up treating it, giving everything the same weight, but it, but it really doesn't. Like if we just sat there and we, we talked about what's so important to you. And like I said, this might be, you know, for many of you, for, for me, like it's like personal life, you know, it's a relationship thing. There's something that's, that's really struggling, but it really matters to you. If it's family, if it's, like I said, the relationship that you're in, if it's a, uh, somebody on your team, right? If, it, if it's something that you got to really address in the business because shit isn't going well, man, it, it, things have different weight. That's not as important as, I don't know. It's like not as important as making the next ad, right? Or it's not as important as like, I don't know, like studying for two hours. And like, I'm, I, I love to study, but I'm saying like different weights. And so you got to ask yourself, and this is like your, your, the question for you is like, or, or should I say the, the, the action that I want you to take is list the five mo- most important tasks that you must accomplish this month, right? What are they? Like if you did these things this month, like what would they be, Right. And so like, write them down, just write them down. So you know, this podcast, you might be pausing a lot, by the way, uh, which is cool. 
because I would rather, look, the way I look at it is like this. This is a perfect example of something that, you know, you could do the work of what we're going through right now in, in, in this episode. And if you actually do the work, you're going to get a lot of awareness and clarity around shit, right? Sometimes people don't do it because it's scary, right? Like I'll, I'll be saying stuff and like, oh, it's, it's a good idea, Luca, but you know, hmm. You're going about your day because you, you are avoiding it, right? You're avoiding, you, you know, like you know that there's more important stuff. You know that you're, you're, you're being busy but not productive. You know that you're not maybe paying attention to these hard things that you got to address. And so you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll do this later, right? But that's, that's probably a sign. So with that said, though, but like what, what's the five most important tasks for this month, right? Now, reorder them from the most important to the least important, right? Give them gravity. Give them scale. Weigh them out, Right? Have them go Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Like, which one's the most important? Honestly, most of the time when you write it out, I think, you know, you're pretty clear on like, oh, okay, that's one. That's two. Okay? But it's important because now, look, you got, there's no, I mean, should I say no excuse? You got clarity around it. And then you can start filtering it like, hey, man, today, did I spend time on the most important things for this month? Did I spend time on my three most important tasks for the day? Did I spend time, energy, and money on what matters most? And then the thing is, if, it, if not, hey, that's the check. What's the accountability? I mean, a big part of like, you know, a lot of this, these things, honestly, guys, you know, what, what, is, what is a mentorship group? Um, I think coaching and mentorship is different. Alan Cosgrove mentioned this, and I'm like, I really agree with that, where it's like mentorship is like guidance. It's not, it's not like do this. You know what I mean? Like it's guidance. It's insight. It's questions that guide you the right way. It's accountability for you to become your greatest self and to do the shit in your business that you're supposed to do. So that's why, like I said, I do business mentoring, right? It's not like, now sometimes it's, obvious, it's, it's plans and paths and strategies and tactics, but just understand that, like, what that means. And like, that's why mentorship is so important. It's also like being committed to and, and you know, what CB says, which is like to not you know, to leverage relationships because you don't want to let these people down. You love them so much, you don't want to let them down. So you want to do the things that you said that you do. Um, no, big idea number seven is habit over discipline. And oh, man, if I've talked about habits enough, uh, it's never enough <laughs> until you don't change them, damn it. All right, but we often believe that successful people are more disciplined than we are. And that's, and, and I say we are. I mean, I, I would consider myself to be be doing good. But like when I say, you know, there's always the next level, right? So there's always the next thing. Remember what we talked about success, but it's false to think that successful people are more disciplined. Um, the truth is that they use discipline, yes, but only until a habit is formed. And then they let the habit run on autopilot. Not completely on autopilot, but it doesn't make it easier. So whether it's like a certain time getting up in the morning, having a ritual that gets you focused, you know, writing down the things that you're supposed to do the most importantly, uh, shaping your environment to help you work better, right? Being around people that help you be better and challenge you and get you more uh, effective in your efforts, right? And you've heard all types of, you know, it typically takes, I think the latest research is about 61 days to form a habit. Average, you know, some habits take 250 days, you know, drinking a glass of water in the morning might take you only 20, right? Um, So with that said, you know, what is the habit that you would like to form or quit in the next few months? Um, also, if you hear this train in the background, it just means we're officially in a bigger life building and the train comes around two to three times a day. So it might get a, a pretty loud. I personally think it's pretty damn cool. And I, you know, if I get a chance, I always run outside and, and just watch the train roll by the building. Um, but if it drowns me, I will pause for a second and then continue. But what is the habit that you like to form or quit in the next few months? Um, you know, and it might be, Hey, you're unhealthy. Like you want to, like you're eating junk food way too often. Uh, brings up a friend of mine that we just had a conversation. It was like, you know, driving an Uber became convenient. And all of a sudden, you know, the healthier meals turn into quick meals, turn into putting on some pounds, uh, and developing a bad habit. And how, you know, how do you change that? So you eliminate those things from home, from work, from making it a, difficult to do. You know, we've talked about that, like make good habits easier to do, make bad habits harder to do. Um, so, and what can you do every day to change? Right. Uh, so for instance, for the next, you know, three months, I'm not going to stop at, like, I'm still going to stop maybe at a, at a, 
uh, a place to eat food, but it's going to be a different route. So I'm going to start driving different routes so that I go buy a different place and eat out at a better place. Because remember, like, man, this is one of the mistakes I think that people make when it comes to uh, when it comes to changing nutrition, right? Like if you're eating a breakfast that's, you know, a two out of 10 on the quality of food to achieve your goals and you want to go to a nine or 10, right? Like, all right, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to meet the best food. But if you take it from a two to a five or six, man, that's great. And it's certainly like a better option. So for instance, if you go from a donut and some coffee, guess what? Like, you know, what's a better op- <laughs> option is like, coffee with uh you know a lean body 20 grams of protein in there and instead of the donut doing like i don't know some ezekiel bread with peanut butter and jelly right and somebody might go like well that's not the best option no but it's like way better than what it was right so make sure that we don't get stuck into this um going from where you are to the best and then because it's really hard for you to do the best all the time right now you fall off and no bueno like you got to just be better right so try that out, right? Like, remember how we said, like, hey, which habit would you like to change? And then like, how many habits would you like to change? What's one thing you want to change? Try it out hard. Like, try it out. No, it'll be hard. But, you know, at first at least, but have strategies in place. And like I said, there's other podcasts, too, that deal with that. I'll put um, the links in the show notes. Uh, big idea number is that the limits of willpower. So willpower is a finite resource. I've, I've said that before. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't just apply. There's not like willpower in food and willpower in dealing with stress in your boss. It's just, there's just willpower, right? And it's kind of like a cell phone battery. Like it, it diminishes after you use it. So you got to guard your willpower and use it in only the most important tasks. So you, a lot of the stuff, notice how we're building on these things so that we can get to a place where you're you only using it where it's the most effective, okay? So what's the most difficult task for you to do every day? All right, be honest with this, right? What is the most difficult task for you to do every day? Write that down. Now, block out time in the morning to do this activity first before you run out of battery life. And it may be, you know, it might be in the morning. It might, like, the key is to know yourself because nobody's the same, but... You know, the key is not to go like, okay, I'm going to do this at 6 p.m., you know, and that might be a training thing, right? Like I've had a lot of clients that were like, I'm going to come try, you know, come in at a p.m. And it works for some people, right? It's always great. I'll say this. When you have a coach and when you have a group of people that you are committed to and and train with and you've invested in yourself, you're much more likely to come and to succeed, right? When you got to do it yourself, it's a little, it's, it's not a little, it's a lot harder, right? But nonetheless, like, uh, studies always show people to train in the morning are more compliant with their nutrition throughout the day. And so find that like if, hey, you want to write a book and you want to spend 20 minutes writing in the morning man, write in the morning, you know, get up earlier. Right. Uh, my friend Matt Del Negro, who's uh, also a great actor in Hollywood, both in uh, currently he's he, w- he was in uh, Goliath. He was actually like his one of his first gigs was bigger gigs was it being in the Sopranos um, a long time ago. But he, you know, he's writing a, a screenplay and he started, he knew that like he needed to start get up earlier. And at the beginning, it just, it wasn't uh, a ton earlier, but like start getting up really early, like early to where like sometimes I'll go to bed at the time he's getting up. But, but that's what worked for him. Cause he knew like if he got up in the morning, he had the willpower, he got the focus and he started, you know, writing the script and got a ton done. Like just in the first month, he got a ton done. Right. So block out that time. And like I said, look, it doesn't have to be hours before it could be just 15, 20 minutes, you know, and then you got 20 minutes to work on something six, seven, you know, five, six, seven days a week. Um, big idea number nine is work-life balance. So there is no such thing as work-life balance. Um, both, you know, Craig Valentine says work-life uh, mastery. Adam Grant says uh, work-life, I forgot, man, I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, but it pretty much it was the fact that it's, it's not, you're, you're never going to have an equal like balance, you know, for most people think is that it's balanced from a standpoint of time or maybe even energy rather than like, you're going to work, look, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, you know, you're an entrepreneur many a times, it'll be longer than that. So you only have so much time for other things, right? So it's almost like, hey, you, you work hard when you work, right? I would, I would say work hard, work focused when you work and play hard when you play, right? Success is found in the extremes 
And, you know, quickly going back and forth between work and life doesn't allow for those extremes. Uh, I mean, one, because you can't get into deep work. Uh, and, and that's been proven, like I said, uh, Cal Newton, uh, so Cal Newport in, in, in uh, deep work explains that every time you get interrupted, uh, it takes you about 20 minutes to get back into deep work. So imagine if you're getting interrupted consistently, you're never really doing deep work, you know, and that's part of the issue, like with the, the issue that I said, like when I'm in environments where people are coming by, I get interrupted a lot, and then I can't do the, the great work that I could do. But it's the same thing when it comes to your family. Like, hey, look, it's better to spend two hours with really dedicated, focused time with your kids than have five hours with them and like you're on your phone, thinking about work, stressing out about this, what are you gonna do tomorrow, right? See, now you're like flipping back and forth without being in an extreme. Much better to do two hours of like, you know, ninja zoned in effective work and then, you know, spending, you know, an hour for yourself walking the park chilling then doing another two hours of crazy effective work. And then, you know, maybe some like more mindless work. And then you have time for, for instance, for family. Obviously, I'm making up uh, these these times lines. But nonetheless, I hope you get the idea of what that means. So what is the time you can block out only for you and your loved ones? Nothing else, right? This is usually a good time to, you know, maybe turn off the phone or put it in your pocket and never bring it out. And what is the time you can block out only for work, right? Only for your loved ones and your family, only for work, right? What are, what are those times? I hope you're tagging along here and doing the work, damn it, and not just listening in. All right, this brings us to big idea number 10, the growth versus fixed mindset. I mean, there's a whole book on that uh, called Mindset. Uh, it's Carol Zweck, I think. Uh, but I've read that a number of times. It's one, one of the kind of, I would say, foundational books to read. But one of the major differences between successful people and their counterparts is that successful people, they not only dream massively, they believe that their first domino will eventually topple a giant, right? This is because they view failure as a way of growing rather than proof of who they already are. Now, let me repeat that last sentence because that's very important, okay? Viewing failure as a way of growing rather than proof of who you already are. And see, many people, when they fail, they go, ah, oh, this is what I am. I'm a failure. I kept failing, right? You've heard the phrase fail forward or to me, you know, failure is a lesson. Uh, I, you know, I can never be who I am without failure, right? Nobody, nobody that's ever succeeded in anything could ever be anything without failure. And, you know, like next week I'm doing a, um, I will say a, uh, it's called a fat loss forever seminar on the science of like what happens with yo-yo dieting, like how to actually keep the weight off, how to change your behaviors, get rid of bad ones, implement good ones. Um, and you know, one of the big things that, that happens with the psychology of, you know, trying to take on a new habit is, uh, the whole, the whole premise of that you, you know, you, you failed something like, oh, fuck, I got to start all over again, which is not true. Like failure is just part of the journey, right? It's, it's built in. That's how you got to look at it. So because you failed, you're not a fa failure. So I want you to write down your biggest failure in your life, right? Uh, if you want to, you can write out a couple, two or three, no more than three, but you can do as little as one, right? But write out the biggest failure or failures in your life. Now, answer this. How did that help you? become a better person. See, now I have some direction, right? How did that be help you become a better person? Really think about that, right? What was the lesson that you got from this, right? And that's a growth mindset, right? Fixed mindset is, oh, I fail, like I'm no good, nothing's gonna change. I can't change myself, right? Fixed mindset is I can't change myself. I'm not good at math, so I'm not gonna do math because I can't get better at math, right? Oh, I'm good at this, so I'm gonna do this, right? Because I'm good at it. So that's the, you know, the difference between growth and fixed mindset. And a lot of people have a fixed mindset and then just go like, ah, you know, no point. Where you can get better at anything that you put mind, effort, energy, and practice into, period. Now, will you get as good, you know, like, hey, if you play basketball all day long, will you ever get as good as Jordan LeBron James or my guy Luka Doncic, right? El Matador from Slovenia, just so you guys know. Um, and it, it, the answer might be no, right? But you can get a lot better. Right, you can get a lot better. And um, so yeah, 
you know, it's like lesson, have a, have a, have a growth mindset, but seriously do that drill. Cause, uh, I want you to actually see that. I want I want you to see how that failure helped you in life. Big idea. Number 11 is the thieves of productivity, right? So there's four thieves of productivity. It's the four main ones. Inability to say no to inconsequential tasks, AKA shit that doesn't matter. Right. Shit doesn't matter enough. Right. So inability to say no to inconsequential tasks is a big, uh, I would say, productivity of uh, a thief of productivity. Number two is avoiding uncomfortable situations. Oh, man. How important is that? Right. Like the truth is whenever you uh, avoid uncomfortable situations, it means you're always running away from, you know, confrontation or, or I would say, addressing shit head on, right? That matters that you want to resolve. Uh, most of the time that becomes something, um, I mean, look, it could be a lot of things. It could be with people, your boss, your team, significant other, your kids, uh, you know, your mom, your dad, stepmom, whatever it may be. But it, the, the point is like, if you, if you don't address it, one, it, it never gets better. Actually, it usually just gets worse. And remember I, I, I said, when there is no communication, negativity fills the space. Um, so, Becoming, I would say, not only having a perspective that like you want to hit, you want to like go head on with these uncomfortable conversations, uh, man, it's, it's a game changer because the sooner you address it, the sooner you move forward. Even if the, the result isn't what you want, guess what? There's a lesson there. There's something for you to get better at. And, and you know, it's, it's obviously not going to go away, right? Um, I've mentioned this before. One of the better books, at least when it comes to communication, is uh, Crucial Conversations. Um, and I would say this, that, that um, try it. Actually, I, you know what? I challenge you. Everybody's got this. Like, damn it, I got it. Some things popped in my mind right now. But like, do something. Uh, I, I want you to step into an uncomfortable situation that you've been avoiding. A conversation, maybe. Uh, an action. Maybe learning to to do something that you're not comfortable with doing because you don't feel like you're good at it. But and we just address the you know growth mindset versus fixed mindset. So that's my challenge to you. Actually, you know what? Like just me- like message me uh, and let me know what you're gonna do. I'm dead serious. Keep you accountable. Damn it. Um, number three. Number three thief of productivity is poor health. You know, like I, it, it's down there number three on my list right here. But I would say that could easily go to number one. Am I biased because, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach in the field of fitness, nutrition, performance? Sure. But look, man, the reality check is this, that like if, you know, the, the better shape that you're in, your energy levels, your, your strength, your stamina, your mindset, like all of it, it, it improves and you can stay more focused. Actually, you can see all the studies. I could pull them out like left and right right now about, you know, the better shape that you're in how you can work better longer, stay focused longer. Um, you know, you don't get, you don't get sick as much. You don't get low energy as much, you name it. Right. So health, especially in it's like short term and long term, right? Uh, long term, if like health declines, man, it's harder to do stuff, right? Like you got to rest more. You're, you're taken out because of sickness. You're, um, like I said, like you just can't work at the level and energy and effort that you could if you are right. And I mean, I've, I've, I've beat this like a dead horse, but you know, I'm going to keep bringing it up. I don't care because it's, it's that important, right? So for any entrepreneur that's listening, and honestly, a lot of times, you know, it's for gym owners and, and I get it, man. I've, I've been there. I've done the, you know, I still do like crazy days, but the crazy, crazy long days where you're like, you, you put, you know, you put your health on a back burner trying to help everybody else. But remember, you know what I mean? Like when a plane is crashing, you got to put on your, your, uh, your mask on first, right? And like, that's, that's literally how it works, man. Take care of you so you can take care of everybody else. And number four is the, the thief of productivity is socializing and working with bad influences, right? And so that's part of the environment, right? Like it, you, man, the amount, the amount, like if, even if we look at like changing your health, which is, which is a great example and like a leeway into this, like if you put yourself in the right, in the wrong social working environments with bad influences, it's much harder. It's not impossible. It's way, 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 like 10 X harder to make a positive change in your nutrition, right? You keep going to parties where they're serving, you know, food that's not in line with your goals and people forcing you. Remember we talked about willpower. It's like a battery on a cell phone. It's wearing out. And you keep saying, no, 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 no. And it's like, boom, battery's like completely drained. 
Yeah, you're tired at the end of the day. Like, fuck it. I'm going to have these cookies. I'm going to have this ice cream. I'm going to have whatever, right? So, like, you're putting... Actually, that was one of the... I can't remember. I think it was in Atomic Habits where it talks about the people that are successful with changing your habits. Like, the that that everybody's like, oh, they're more disciplined. But they put themselves in better environments so they don't have to use as much willpower. So, it, the perception is that they're more disciplined, but they're using less willpower because they're putting themselves in environments that are more helpful towards reaching their goals, right? So... It, so if you have, um, you know, like one, I've, I've, I've did a whole show on this about like the, the, the environments that you put yourself in and how are they supporting your, your life goals, uh, whether it's health, nutrition, relationships, finances, whatever it may be. Right. And, um, you got to assess that. Like, so if I keep bringing it up, you know, 15, 20, 10 episodes apart, three episodes apart, I don't care. Like it's still, if it's, it hasn't been changed, everybody could keep improving that. But circle, you know, the one that you're most guilty of, one, two, three, or four. So inability to say no to inconsequential tasks, avoid uncomfortable situations, poor health, or socializing, working with bad influences. Like which one of those uh, are you the most guilty of? And because we're like focusing on one thing at a time, brainstorm three ideas to eliminate this vice from your life, right? So circle the one that's the most important, or should I say the you're most guilty of. And then from there, brainstorm three ideas to eliminate this from your life. Right, to start cutting that stuff out. Leads us to big idea number 12, which is time blocking, right? So now that we've gone some, over some theory as far as you know, productivity goes and zoning in on a specific target, one thing, it's time for some you know, positive action steps. Um, and understand that like, successful people protect their time. So the best way to do this is time blocking. I, you know, I continue to do this for myself and uh, certainly one of the first things that we do with, with business coaching uh, uh, clients in a mentorship program. And I, I, I'd have you consider like, look, you, you want to look at your time. Like, are you blocking your time out? Like, do you have a schedule? Like if you're an athlete, that's how I started looking at it. Like as an athlete, I had a schedule. I get up at this time. I eat breakfast at this time. I go to practice, come back from practice. I take a nap. I do, you know, kind of like a, a, a brunch from there. I do stretching from there. I do, like it was like really, really blocked out, especially when I was training at the highest levels. Um, everything was mapped out. So let's try tomorrow for an example, right? Squ schedule out your day in blocks. So what will you do with each block and like be very specific, right? Morning. What are you going to do in the morning? Like look at the time. That's why I love the planners, um, like whether it's Focus Planner, uh, Brendan Bouchard's new performance handbook is good too. It doesn't matter which one you get as long as it works for you, but you know, planning out your day, being very specific. What are you going to do in the morning at this time, this time, this time, this time? Okay, what are you going to do midday? What are you going to do in the afternoon? What are you going to do in the evening? What are you going to do before bed? And what I found, like when I started doing this, I wouldn't be perfect. You know, like it, it's not like I'd write it out and then the, the day went exactly how I planned it. No, but it would, but it would go more of the way that I planned it. And the more I keep doing it, the more it goes closer to, uh, you know, a hundred percent, right. Of what, what I plan. And some days are a little more off, but guess what? I, I have a compass to come back to. And remember, we just did the, the drill of understanding what are the three most important things for that day. And what are the five most important things from the, from the, um, for the year. Right. So now that you've written that out, like protect them, like, like protect them, like you'd protect, you know, something that really matters. Right. And eliminate all possibility of doing anything else during that time. The great thing is that when you write that stuff down is that you actually get a lot more clarity around, you know, what you should say no to where you should be. It kind of gives you ideas around that. This leads me to big idea number 13 Parkinson's law. Right. We usually think that a given task will take much longer than it should, most often because we're not concentrating. And Parkinson's Law states that we'll, the work will expand to fill the time allotted for it. Ben, ben Bruno brought us the joke, and I'm like, man, this is me, right? Uh, it's like, if you, do, if you do something last minute, it only takes you a minute to do. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. Because I used to stress out doing things more towards the end, but now I'm like, hey, I do well with pressure. And actually, funny thing about it is like I do great work when I have like just deadlines and compressed time, right? Um, so let's let's take something that you need to do this week, right? How long do you think it'll take you? Like, be specific. Be specific, right? Actually, today is Thursday. So I gotta, I basically got to do, uh, I got less than a week to create uh, a whole seminar. And I have the idea in my head. I have like the, the kind of visualization and the pictures and the direction that I want to go. But, you know, I, there's still a lot of work to do. Probably going to end up being about, you know, 80 to 100 size. My goal is to actually do less than that because that's my tendency. But, you know, that might take me, I don't know, 
20 plus hours, 25 hours or something, 30, who knows. Now, for you, what is that? What is it? How long do you think it'll take? Be specific. What's something you need to do this week? How long do you think it'll take? And be very specific with it, okay? Okay, cool. Now, half that time. Like, put in, cut it in half, right? So this is how long the action item should take. Your productivity will go up, but the quality uh, will not. And what I mean by that is, like, you, you'll, like, you'll be more productive. Your quality won't go down. And so do that. Cut it in half. Like, for real, I want you to test this out and you're going to see how the shit works, right? Because you are going to use as much time as you have to complete something. So if you have 10 hours, you'll take 9 hours. You got two, you'll take two. Now, yeah, of course, certain things like, hey, you know, if you do something like that with the book and go like, you got three days to write a book. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if you went nuts, actually, you could probably do that too. Uh, and you, then you'd need a shit ton of edits. But nonetheless, the whole point is that you're, you're taking too long to do it um, and overestimating and then you get busy and stressed out and anxious and whatever, right? Big idea number 14 is create a bunker. So as you're focusing on your time block, you know, step number one is avoid distractions and, you know, work diligently much quicker than you thought possible. And it will be difficult to maintain focus unless you prepare ahead of time. And I talk about preparation a lot, right? So you have to build what's called, uh, I think Gary, uh, Gary Keller says that, but it's like called a work, work bunker, right? Where I, I just mentioned about how like, you know, I got a coffee shop now on third uh, that's become one of my work bunkers. Uh, so where's the best place for you to work without any distraction, right? What's the place? Maybe it's a new place. Maybe it's a place that you've already kind of figured out and it, and it works for you. But be, um, I would say, intentional about it, right? What, what food should you bring so you won't have to, to leave? Like, what are some other things that you need with you so you don't get distracted and go like, oh, I got to go do this. I got to go do that, right? Have snacks with you. Have a protein shake. Have an energy drink. Whatever you got to do, right? But that's your work bunker. And what I like to do is I like to create different work bunkers for different things that I do. Um, obviously, this is a work bunker when I come into, you know, Gene's, Gene's uh, I would say, office and, and shoot the podcast, um, in the morning, my work bunker is the office in the gym because usually I'm going over gym stuff. Um, and like I said, then I got a couple of coffee shops to Hyatt where I do specific things. But like those are my work bunkers. So what are your work bunkers and what do you need to do to not get distracted? Big idea number fi- uh, 15 is accountability is your friend. So there's no greater way to stick to your schedule than to hold yourself accountable to your peers. Man, and this is like goes back to what I talked about. Groups, mentorships, having a coach, right? So... Uh, brainstorm five ways that you can make yourself accountable to your goals. And whether you want to, I don't know, post them on uh, Facebook in a group that you're part of, that you care for, you know, sharing with a person that uh, that you care about or maybe that's keeping you accountable or like gives you some leverage, uh, you know, whatever it is. But like post five different ways. I mean, look, I'm going to tell you straight up, like when I want to achieve some shit, I hire a coach because one, like I'm going to hire some of the best coaches and then that's going to be a significant investment. And I'm going to make it worth my investment and do the damn work and, and have and be accountable to somebody I, I deeply do not want to let down or disappoint. Right. It's very, very important. Um, big idea number 16 is being an author and not a victim. Right. So along the way to your goals, there, there are going to be some problems, missteps, difficulties, bottlenecks, obstacles, like whatever you want to call it. Right. But like an author, when an unforeseen event arises, yeah, you find a solution. Right. A victim, on the other hand, believes that they're doomed, right? But we're kind of playing back into that, you know, fixed versus growth mindset. But think like an author, because I like to think of it like this, you know, problems are puzzle pieces, right? You solve a puzzle piece uh, where problems sometimes end up being like, oh, man, a problem is it's so negative and, and I don't know if I can do anything about it, right? But don't feel like you're doomed. And it's like that becomes very, very easy. I've had a, you know, throughout like the 13 years of, since we've had vigor in Slovenia, man, I mean, we faced some stuff that like, it would be very easy to be like, that's it. And, uh, and then initially, you know, I've had those moments are like, oh, we're done. We're, we're doomed. We're fucked. Right. And then once that kind of, you get that out of the system as quickly as you possibly can, it's like, all right, cool. What is, you know, what can we do about this? How can we solve this problem? Right. How do we write it? How do we write this story? Like, how do we make this story one of a success of a, you know, one of those, uh, I would say movies where everything almost goes to, to, you know, it's like, it's like doom and gloom and Armageddon and, you know, the hero rises and succeeds, right? Like that's how I look at stuff, right? Where I always go, <laughs> I always tell, you know, you know, my team, I go like, man, this is going to make for a great story, right? When we win, like once we come out of the shit 
and we win, it's going to be a great story, right? But it's like, you're writing your story. Don't give the pen to anybody else, man. Like you should hold the pen and you should write your story in your book and not let somebody else have the pen and write your story. Just remember that, right? Don't ever feel like it's, 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 it's doom and gloom. So what's the biggest problem in your life right now? Be real, man. Like be very, very, very real. Um, what's the biggest problem in your life right now? And then ask yourself, is there any better, any way for you to better handle it than you are right now? Right. And, and just list five ways to improve the situation. Maybe you can't even get to five and that's okay. Like maybe you work to get five, but you get two or three, but that's three more than what you were thinking about because you were in your head thinking about how tough and challenging this current situation and problem in your life is. Right. And that's being an author, right? What's the problem in your life right now? Are there better ways to handle it? List five ways that you can improve the situation, right? That's being an author. Okay, but I want you to do that. I want you to do that because that's a plan, right? It's getting you out of your head and getting you into a move, like move forward direction, right? So then I, I like to say like, hey, uh, I can improve this situation if, and then you got five things, but then if stands for intentionally forward. Uh, that's always been a powerful thing. I'm like, man, I can change the situation if intentionally forward. So the things that you list is moving intentionally forward. Number 17, the focus question. Everything in your life comes down to answering the question. What's the one thing that I can do that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary, right? So what's the crux of the one thing, right? So what's the one thing I can do in such a way that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary, Okay, so let's let's look at actually let's just work on, like well, let's start with your career or like your business or uh, your professional side of things. Okay, so what's the one thing that you could do that by doing it, everything else in your business, financial life will be easier or unnecessary? It's a tough question, right? It's not like a eureka. I think it through. I'm gonna repeat it again. Let's start with your career. What's one thing that you could do that by doing it, everything else in your business, financial life will be easier or unnecessary? That's work for you right there. Because that question is going to lead you to what's the next step? What's something that you can do about it? Big idea number 18 is dream big, right? Because your above answer is, is definitely a good start. But now we're going to go and then show how to get the one right answer, okay? But first you need to know that like what your goals are. I keep bringing it back to like the whole knowing your targets, knowing what your goals are, being really clear about it right? Because you got to have a clear target before you aim, right? And we're going to kind of stick with this theme and kind of go with business, career, um, you know, in, in, in that area of life. So what's your absolute dream goal for your business and work life, right? And remember, we just talked like dream big, dream big. I always like this. Uh, I did this drill with, with my mentorship group and I said, uh, when we were writing all these things out, like, hey, what do you, what do you hate doing? What should you not be doing? What should you outsource? What should you do less of? And then my, my question there was, okay, if money was not an object, like how would you solve this problem, right? Because it makes you start thinking like big and without restriction. And uh, then when, there was other questions that I'm not going to go into because part of that was obviously coaching each individual to, to a successful goal. But um, like dream big and be specific, right? And uh, it might be like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to build my gym into a three quarter million dollar business with, you know, seven coaches and I'm only coaching 15 hours a week. The rest I'm working on the business. I have a general manager. Uh, I spend this much time with my family to, you know, be specific, right? Be specific about it and dream big, bigger than what you have. Like, look, and, and maybe, you know, you're stretching to go and you're going to say like, man, I just want to do 300 grand a year. And now you're like, you know what? Fucking, I want to do 500 grand. Like down the line, you'll keep pushing that dream as you build the confidence. But I want you to, I want you to stretch it and I want you to be uncomfortable, but dream big and be specific. And so then from there, it's like big idea number nine. It's like in five years, what is your five-year financial career goal? Write it out. And then like, let, let me know. As I say, let me know as if you can talk through the podcast, but let me know by writing it down. It's like, hey, by achieving this, how will help you attain your dream goal? right? And take your time with this one. Like, man, this one is important. Like, I mean, I, I almost, that's why I said, look, there's a lot of big ideas here. Like 
if you answer, you know, five, six, seven, or just do this big one, like a lot of these will help you get clarity and it'll help you move forward with your business and life. Might not be able to do everything. That's why I said whatever resonates with you. But obviously, like I'm piecing these together because if you do this, you'll surely get a lot of clarity of where you are, what you need to do, right? So take your time. It's important, right? So what is your five-year financial goal and career goal by achieving this? How will it help you attain your dream goal? So then big idea 20 and 21, a year a month, right? So let's break it down. Like we've always done this reverse engineering. Okay, cool. What's one? What's your one-year financial career goal? And how by this, how will it help you attain your dream goal, right? So we're just breaking it down five to one, and then we're going to a month. Same thing. What's your one month financial career goal? And how by achieving this, will it go towards your dream goal? But I've, I've, I've talked about this before, the whole reverse engineering, you know, going big, big picture and reverse engineering down to a month, a week, right? A day. And that's your big, next big idea is like break it down to a week and a day. Because what it ends up doing is it gets you really clear targets. And sometimes you'll figure out like, you know what? This doesn't matter. Cool. Reassess the target. Right. So we go from five year to one year to one month to one week to daily because it starts zooming in and giving you and giving you, I would say, um, targets for the day. Right. And at some of the stuff that we we're talking about at the beginning, you know, it comes full circle because you may have written some things down. And now as you're breaking it down, going like, hmm, you know what, those things aren't even that important. Right. So setting your one thing. Right like goal setting to now. So in other words, based upon your dream goal, like what can you do right now to further your career? And it, by doing it, like everything else will be easier, right? And this is the real kind of like one thing, right? A series of actions to take immediately. Um, and think of it this way. We talked about the domino principle, right? How one domino can knock out all these other dominoes. Well, this with this true one thing, that is the answer to question I mean, the, an the answer to that question is your first domino is going to start knocking out all the other dominoes. So with that said, like, I hope that you got a lot of clarity around this because you can now breaking this down, like I've, I, because I've done this before, I'm going to touch on it, but we're not going to go deeper into it. Ask yourself what the one thing is in the area of your health. What's the one thing that you can do to improve you know, relationships, whether it's with your kids, with your partner, uh, maybe if you don't have kids or a partner, it might be an important relationship in your life, maybe with your parents, with your, you know, siblings. Um, and once again, like be specific about it and be specific about it and focus on the one thing and the number one habit because always ask yourself the focus question, right? So, Doing the most important thing is always the most important thing. Dan Jonas says, like, make sure that the goal continues to be the goal, right? So what's the next one thing that you need to do, right? In, in those different areas, maybe some areas you don't even care about right now. Maybe it's, you know, on a relationship side of things, maybe, maybe that's not your focus and it's health or maybe it's this one thing in business. But what's the next one thing that you need to do? Now go do it. And I, when I say now go do it, I'm saying like, man, go do that shit today. Right. And let me know how that feels. Right. But, and then you have like, hey, what's the next thing after that? And then what's the next thing after that? And you notice that like we come back to this this idea of just working on one thing at a time. And when you do, you become so much better. Right. So much better at actually getting shit done faster, better, more effectively and moving you in the direction of where you want to go. Um, so. Remember that the repetition is the mother of habit. So let's make this just easy on you, right? Write down on five pieces of paper, what's the next one thing that I need to do? And essentialism, it's a, you know, there's an acronym called WIN, what's important now. Um, but take sticky notes. I, I, I still like sticky notes, right? So where are the best places to hang up this mantra for you to be a constant reminder, right? Tape to the front of the computer in different office spaces, um, you know, in your workplace, at home, like where are the five different places, right? So that's the mantra. Like, what's the next one thing that I need to do? Because mother repetition, like you're going to keep remembering it and you're going to obviously, it, it puts you back in the check to go like, oh man, what am I working on? Shit, I got to work on this. Now, if you went through the whole process of what we talked about in this podcast, then you're going to realize that like, man, you've been, you've narrowed stuff down, right? Like really, I mean, the goal of all this is like figuring out what really matters, 
narrowing down to the most important things for you to do and then just do that one thing at a time and then just keep doing it. Now, <laughs> I'm sure that like, you're like, oh man, I've heard this shit before, Luca. Um, I'm sure you have. Just like we've all heard a lot of things, it doesn't mean that we're doing them. Um, and, you know, certain things you're going to hear again and again, and it's not going to be like, oh man, like you just mentioned some revolutionary crazy stuff. But I wanted to do this at this time of year because that is how you're going to succeed a lot more than you did last year. And if you were successful last year, great. Were you doing that? Awesome. Do more of it, right? The clearer that we get, the more that we figure out what matters, the more that we chop it down to the most important tasks, and the more that we do that one thing, the faster we move forward, period. And like some of the principles that I shared and these big ideas that I shared will help you do that. And like, if nothing else, like keep it as a guide, as a cursor to, you know, where you're going. Once again, like sometimes there's, you know, it's like you could read one book and it's so profound, man, if you just kept reading that and doing the stuff in it, like you'd, you'd move so far. And so I wanted this to be like a, uh, kind of like a punch into reality, uh, uh, a kind of a recheck of what works and what's going to help you, you know, succeed and move forward this year. Uh, and, and, you, and actually doing those drills so that, guess what, you can create a path and you know the direction that you're going into and just do the stuff that matters. Do the stuff that's important. Do the one thing now. Whew. All right. I didn't have my energy, usual energy drink, so, you know, that, that, was, that was a toughie. With that said, a, uh, once again, put it into play. Take action on this because if you take action, you're going to feel a certain way. You're going to feel good about yourself. It's going to create momentum. Momentum is difficult to be stopped. As with anything else, guys, I love and appreciate you for tuning in. Like I said, spend your time and energy listening to this. Please apply it because then it really, really creates value. Also, I'm loving the, the, all the reviews, five-star reviews. Please leave your, your, your comments. I always appreciate them. Share it. That's how it goes. Uh, you know, it goes around to other people and if it can affect another person to take action and make a change, I love it. Um, a couple of things while you're listening to this is, at Vigor Ground, we have uh, a number of events coming up. I'll put the I'll put the links in the, in the show notes. But one of them is the Dr. Stuart McGill and Brian Carroll seminar that is on February 16th, the gift of injury. So all about how to uh, help you get out of back pain, back to performance. So basically think about rehabbing the back, but not only rehabbing the back, but also getting back to being doing, uh, being able to do high level performance. I mean, in this case, like I said, Brian Carroll went to, you know, a uh, uh, career ending back injury, what most people leave to being able to get rehabbed and go back to, you know, uh, world record numbers. Uh, so it's put it this way. If it works there, it's going to work for any athlete. It's going to work for every, any person, general population. So that's a one day seminar, the gift of injury. I'll put the link down in the show notes. Uh, we also have CPPS. So Joe DeFranco and Smitty's uh, certification coming on March 9, 10. Also po- put a post on that. Uh, and we have functional range conditioning FRC here on May 18th and 19th. And all of those, uh, you want to make sure if you're if you're serious about doing it uh, to sign up because they do sell out. Um, for the McGill and Brian Carroll event, we have the the early bird is on the 22nd. So it's ending on the 22nd of January and you'll save 200 bucks signing up for that. So those are some, just some of the events that are coming up. Also, uh, this, this week I'm signing a contract to do the Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Summit 2019 in Seattle. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Already got some speakers committed. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a blast. Uh, with that said, last thing, if you are a gym owner that has at least, I would say, 30 clients, or whether it's private group training, and you are looking and committed to growing your business, whether it is systematization, generating more leads, more profits, improving sales, uh, also building a team so that long-term it's a predictable and sustainable business, and you're looking for mentorship and guidance from somebody that's helped hundreds of fit pros achieve that, reach out to me, whether it's DM me, email me, and uh, like I said, we'll set up a strategy session and see if it's the right fit. With that said, love and appreciate you. Coach Lucas out. See you next time.